0: All right, so I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens.
1: It's showtime. All right, so the guinea pig is out of the bag. (laughs) And (laughs) what I mean by that is, so you and I have kept this podcast super low-key because we're so embarrassed by it that we don't want any of our, like, friends or family to know about it because it's like... Don't waste your fucking time because this is, you know, this is hot garbage. Yes. And um, so I have some friends in the area, and um, they're they're a couple. And Ozzy hangs out with the guy, like they uh, work out together. And then I hang out with the girl, and like we run together, and we, uh, you know, they're they're really cool. And so um, a couple weeks ago, the um, Ozzy and Connor were hanging out, and then somehow. Ozzy manages to slip up and then tell Connor that I have a podcast. and oh. But, like, that is, like, that was the extent of it. Like, he just, he didn't say anything else. He, all he said was, like, she does a podcast with her best friend. And then, like, <laughs> it, it was left from there. And then, like, when we all got together last night, they were like, so, this podcast, tell yeah. me more. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am never ever gonna tell you guys the details but like they're so like they got so locked on that we're they're like no we're going to find it we're we're determined no. to figure out what you're doing and i was like it's literally the stupidest shit you will never <laughs> ever guess. And they're like, no, it, it's got to be about like cats or like Animal Crossing. I'm like, nah, you're not, you're not gonna guess in a million years. Nope. And so, but then I was like, I was thinking, shoot, what if they just start like, you know, because they, I, they don't know your name. They I just was gonna say if Best they don't friend. know my
0: name, it's gonna be much harder to find. Yes, thankfully. yes.
1: But then I like in Spotify, I just searched like. Jesse movies podcast, and then it came up as like the fifth result. I was like, but you've oh, listened so to it before, the, right? Yeah, so
0: mm-hmm. so
1: then it probably yeah. popped up because of that. I, I hope so because <laughs> I'm like, if they know the right like category to look in, there's potential, and like, obviously, the cover art for our podcast, like, it's mm-hmm. not like, our faces, but I was like, maybe they could recognize the hair, I don't know, but, um, my friend, she, she texted me this morning, she's like, okay, maybe I'm gonna throw in the towel, because you're right, I, I'm so far from (laughs) being able to find anything, and so now I'm just, like, being very, uh, I told Ozzy we have to be very strategic now when we talk to them. Like we can't mm-hmm. ever let them know Aaron's name, and we can't ever <laughs> even hint at anything Nicholas Cage because we don't want to give them any little carrots to, like you know, potentially make us think they forgot about it and then go, hey, 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 exactly, trying to find
0: it. Oh
1: shit! So yeah, yeah. I think I think we're safe for now, but I'm who good. knows? It- <laughs> I was on the. I was talking to my sister
0: like right before we record. We started this recording because uh, she was like, "Oh, you got time to catch up this morning?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, like I got some time. <laughs> I got I got a little bit of time." And so I'm talking to her, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I got some time. You know, I'm gonna hang out with Jesse. You know, in a little bit because we've been playing the Switch a lot. You know, like I didn't yes. mention at all what
1: we're actually gonna be doing." <laughs> oh God, we're no. so yeah. It's it's for their own good, you know. They don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They don't need to hear the bullshit that we're on, you know, with this podcast. So
0: Yeah, I don't want them to hear about how f- fucked up my life can get sometimes.
1: <laughs> like all the dumb shit that happens. Like they don't need to know all of that. Yeah. But right. it's it's better that way and it's it's better that they don't know how like where our interests are and that we are just so Hardcore invested into Nick Cage that it's kind of ridiculous at this point. So yeah. it's like best if no one knew that. <laughs> don't want yeah. him, don't want them to think less of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they actually
0: listened to it, they'd be like, "Oh, this is what you're actually like."
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Pull this back. <laughs>
0: oh, I had one yeah. one quick story for you though. It happened last night. It's a it's a Peggy related story. So. Ooh. she, she's been pretty good at, like, going to the door, you know, when she needs to go outside, so I let her out last night, and she, she peed, and then she went off to poop, and I'm like, all right, yes, like, she's pooping, and, uh, I am getting ready to, like, feed the animals, you know, it's dinner time, so, uh, I see her at the door, and I let her back in, and I'm getting Amy's food ready, and Anna is sitting in the living room, she's like, why does it smell like poop in here, and <laughs> And so I look down and there's Peggy at my feet and I grab her real quick because that's the first thing we're going to assume. It's it's Peggy. So I Mm -hmm. pick her up and I'm like, okay, she definitely smells like shit. And so I kind of start rolling her (laughs) over, you know, like looking at all the parts of her body. And then like her, one of her back feet, she has just like, shit caked in her toes and not to mention that when she came in like after shitting she got the zoomies and so was tearing (laughs) around the house with her shitty little foot just getting it everywhere so I took her in the bathroom and cleaned her up but it was still like in the house so Anna was like hunting it down on the floor and we're you know cleaning it up but after we got it all cleaned up like I swear it was lingering. Like I don't think we got it all. Like it's oh
1: god, somewhere. It's like else. of course she had the zoomies when she had shit on her feet because like <laughs> exactly. why wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah. She oh such my god, a what thick. a nasty little booger! Oh no. Oh my god, that's so gross. <laughs> yep. So
0: I'm like, this is this must be what parents feel like, you know? Like there's always yeah. that lingering shit smell somewhere.
1: Exactly, exactly. Got to light a lot of like candles, and, <laughs> like, use the the aerosol spray to try to like mask it, but then you know it's still like gonna nah, find it later. You, can, you can't get it fully out of mm-hmm. of the house. Oh, fucking gross <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can relate to shit stories the other day pumpkin got diarrhea and you know her, her fluffy oh no hair. And, like, it's just all over her little pom pom ass <laughs> so it's just like trying to like cut it out and then it's just like it smells like shit everywhere and I'm like ugh <laughs> uh, it's gross animals are gross but gotta oh, love it that's hilarious Yep, love these fucking pets uh, you know some pets that I don't love. <laughs> hey, the <nice>. G Force.
0: <laughs> the clock is ticking, dude. So, what did we watch, Jesse?
1: <laughs> oh my God. So we had the unfortunate task of watching G Force, which was a, released in two thousand and nine. And essentially, this movie was about an elite squad of guinea pigs slash rodents that were tasked with helping unveil this, like, diabolical plot to destroy mankind, essentially. I don't know. And um, it was a weird mix of both, like, obviously the rodents were animated, but then there was, like, real-life acting, so they were really the only animated parts Um, and, yeah, so we pretty much had to watch the unveiling of the plot, them, the plot thickening, then them trying to, um, you know, save the day, and then there's a big plot twist at the end, and then, you know, it's a kid's movie, so happily ever after. Um, but there was a, there was a lot of big names in this one. Um, Nick, obviously, being the one we're interested in, and he played the, like, mole in the G-Force that, like, helped them get some, like, intelligence information for their missions. Um, But there was a lot of other big names, like Will Arnett, um, Zach Galifianakis, uh, was it Penelope? Penelope Cruz, Cruz, yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of, um, famous actors for a kid's movie.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not to, like, take us off track, but there's, like... I think it's my neighbor's car, is, like, on, and it's creating a very low hum in
1: my audio. Ugh, I know. Gross. It's fucking annoying. Is it just, like, they started their car, and now they're, like, trying to get it to warm up, essentially? Yeah, it's, like,
0: ne- negative 16 right now, roughly. It was. <laughs> so, or, like, with the wind chill Ugh, anyways. So it might be on
1: for a while.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna, like, wheel over to the window real quick and see Kay. if that's what I'm hearing or not.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: That's exactly what I'm hearing. Uh. Okay, but the rumbling is, I'm looking at my audio, it looks like it's getting quieter. So, like, at okay, first sweet. it looked like a really thick band, just like when your, when your heat would come on, and it would just be like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very
1: obvious to the listeners. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, like, and I don't know how well that's going to edit out, but I think I'm safe to talk over it at this point. Okay. All communication systems are online. So when we originally were talking about watching this movie and we saw that Nick wasn't like a guinea pig, we're like, yeah, he's probably just like a side character, not going to be in it very Mm -hmm. much, but he was in it a lot more than I expected. And the little twist at the end was it actually kind of got me. I was like, yeah, I like his role. And that's about it. I just liked Nick, (laughs) which I guess is kind of the point. But, you know, I really, really enjoyed the voice that he used because I think it went better with an animated feature but it was also one of my favorite voices that he does which was his Peggy Sue got married
1: voice (laughs) exactly (laughs) I enjoyed it was like super nasally it fit I thought it fit really well with the the mole character Mm -hmm. because it's just like yes that's how I would think that a mole would talk versus how I would think like a, a heartthrob <laughs> or whatever guy that he played in Peggy Sue Got Married would talk. Um, yeah. So I was like, and then at first too, I was thinking, you know, if you weren't a Nick enthusiast, um, you know, they, they're one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't be able to readily detect that that was Nick with the voice he was using. True. You know, like, so he's ac- it's actually like, blending in well with the movie which I was like okay that's the purpose of this so I was like finally a good execution mm-hmm. of that voice. it also makes me wonder though is that the only voice he can do <laughs> right yeah he like he goes back to like ah oh, shit well i I'm a one note kind of guy because yeah we we know in our past experience too every time he tries to do something different than his regular voice it always starts to like Fade back into his regular voice. Or at Mm -hmm. least this Peggy Sue voice. Like, this is the only one he's ever been consistently able to upkeep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I feel like it might be his only other (laughs) alternative. You mean my wang? So, essentially, what happens in the beginning is, um, Zach uh, Galifianakis, he plays this character, um, called Ben. And he's kind of the lead researcher on this G-Force project, which is using these um, animals to help with special missions. And the, the animals are tasked with getting some information about this one evil villain, which, of course, he's British. Because I'm like, it seems like all of the, like, stereotypical bad guys in, like, Disney movies, they all
0: happen to be British. Mm-hmm. And it's Bill, Bill Nighy,
1: who plays yeah, yeah.
0: at Leonard Sabre. Yes.
1: Yep. And so they um they know he's the guy behind the um, I guess, suspected uh, plot. And so they're like, oh, you gotta go get some information on him, download the file so we can see like what he's up to. The G Force goes and they successfully get the file. And then they bring it back to um, the research lab, and then they um, Ben's director, which is like the. Director of Homeland Security or, I don't know, some, like, <laughs> yeah, like big top guy, yeah. which is played by Will Arnett. He's like, show me your team's worth. And then they go and display the information, and then the information turns out to be, it's just some information on a coffee machine. And then, you know, he's like, well, see, look at you wasting resources. We're shutting your program down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, um, you know, the rodents have to evacuate and show them that there were something, and that there's more information to this. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, so the G-Force is made up of um, three guinea pigs, So one of them being Darwin, who was oh, played by Sam Rockwell, who was in Matchstick Men with Nick. He was the other mm-hmm. con man or whatever, uh, who ended up mm-hmm. conning Nick out of, like, all of his money and shit. So I thought that was kind of fun that he was also in this movie. And then there yes. is... Uh, blaster played by tracy morgan who was supposed to probably be more of like the comedic relief or at least one of them because they were all kind of little jokesters in their own way and then there was um Juarez, played by penelope cruz who was in captain corelli's mandolin with nick (laughs)
1: so a lot of so many buddies
0: yeah Um, so that was kind of interesting. And then there was obviously Nick who was playing the mole, um, Speckles. Then there was also a fly named Mooch, played by an actor that I do not know, but he's some big voice... He's just in a lot of, like, voice acting Mm -hmm. roles. So I'm not even going to give his name. Whatever. Um, but they... Um, over here, essentially, the the conversation that Will Arnett is having with Zach Galifianakis is outside, and they make their escape through the mail tubes and (laughs) hide in a pet carrier. Hedge? Oh no. Which is loaded onto a truck going to the pet store, so they end up all being transported to the pet store, and they put all the guinea pigs and the mole in one, like glass or like the one of those plastic display cages that they have at the pet store where they meet um a hamster named Bucky who was played by Steve Buscemi who was in Mm -hmm. uh briefly but most notably (laughs) in Con Air I just like to bring that one up because because it's one of his more minor roles in the Nick franchise that we fucking loved that movie yeah (laughs) I actually do. I watched it when we were on our recording break, just for the memes. Really?
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. No, no that's no. Okay. Um, Yeah, so they get to the pet store, and then they meet all these store pets who they mm-hmm. think are beneath them, because they have this um, hyperinflated ego, because they're uh, special agents, and so then they're... Goal then is to get adopted so that they can then break free from their adopted um, parents to then get back to the lab, mm-hmm. and um, these this family comes in to uh, look at the the hamsters slash guinea pigs, and then the the kids call Nick ugly. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? In this role, his little mole character is so cute. It's it is a little cute. Small and chubby, and has a little like flower nose. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it was pretty cute. Um, and then there's like this little girl who goes after Juarez, and then there's this evil teen boy who's just like abusing animals left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he initially picks up this one of the store guinea pigs which its name is hurley and that that one becomes a bigger character later on in the movie mm-hmm. and he literally puts it in his lacrosse net and chucks it across the store and I was like <laughs>
0: jesus christ yeah like that kid's probably gonna end up killing somebody like later in life yeah know? exactly you know,
1: that's that's serial killer type behavior right mm-hmm. there <laughs> um so uh but he ends up actually taking uh Blaster, and then the little girl takes Juarez, and so those two get adopted first. And then, um, Nick's character has this, this big idea of, like, oh, I'm gonna, um, play dead so that I can then go outside and dig a hole and come back and, like, let you guys out as we mm-hmm. he plays dead... And then um you know instead of throwing him out in in the back there was um the the garbage truck was actually at the the place and so they take it out and like directly chuck him into into the garbage truck as it's compacting its garbage mm-hmm. and so then We're led to believe that Nick gets crushed in the very first, like, yeah, 20, 30 minutes of the movie. I was like, oh, fuck. No, boy. Uh, I didn't think he was going to die. I know. I definitely thought he was going to come back and and find a way to, like, save the day at the end. I was like, this can't be the end. Yeah.
0: That's kind of what I thought, too. I was like, he's going to come back at some point and, like, help them. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really see the turn coming. But, I mean. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It makes sense. Right. Relax. Blaster and Juarez go off to their new homes where they're either being tortured or having a lot of fun (laughs) with their new Mm -hmm. owners. And uh, Darwin is left at the shop with Hurley and... Bucky and Nick is gone so like at some point Darwin finds out that Bucky has been like sneaking out at night and like finding nuts and things like that so like he knew an exit the whole time and (laughs) and it pisses Darwin off but Darwin ends up using that as an escape and Bucky pushes Hurley out with him so then Hurley and Darwin are together and um trying to get back to
1: Zach Galifianakis
0: and everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they, uh, you know, they have a couple little um, speed bumps along the way back to the lab, but, like, like one of them, for instance, was that they had to um, get past this group of dogs that were chilling outside in somebody's mm-hmm. front yard, and so, you know, they come up with a clever way to to get by them, and then they just keep cueing these Black Eyed Peas songs. And it was just such a flashback to 2009. I was like, wow. This is like, yeah, it it was very nostalgic to listen to the the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, the Black Eyed Peas did a lot of the soundtrack for this movie,
1: surprisingly.
0: (laughs) But they eventually end up um, in front of, like, a bakery that has one of those coffee machines, uh, from Saber. So Darwin goes in and, like, starts fucking with the electronics, trying to find the chip that he had seen before early on in the movie, and he ends up, like, activating something, and the machine starts going all, like, crazy and trying to kill him, and then he is out on the sidewalk, like, fighting it, and he beats it somehow, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention, but then (laughs) (laughs) he and Hurley basically like load that whole thing onto a skateboard and ride it back to Zach Galifianakis, who uh, at the same time, I guess, also receives Juarez and Blaster, who escaped from the house using like a remote control car, and then they're all back together again.
1: (laughs) Right. Very conveniently.
0: Exactly. I was like, how did that happen to work out so perfectly? But, you know, it is a movie. Trust me. So, like, the G-Force thinks they're really special because they were told, apparently at some point, that they were, like, genetically modified to be, uh, or genetically enhanced to be, like, super stealthy rodents. And Zach Galifianakis reveals that that's not at all the case. They're just regular rodents that were saved or, you know, in various situations and kind of just trained up to be who they were. And so they have a moment there and Darwin (laughs) realizes that, you know, it's okay that he's not super special because he is special because he can do things that other rodents can't. And then also (gasps) Hurley is his brother. So, like, they were both pet shop babies. But, I mean, not super important, just a note.
1: Yeah. Essentially, Darwin was like, talking down to Hurley like, this whole time, saying like, oh, you're you're like, you know, lesser than and like I'm I'm cooler and all this kind of stuff. But essentially they come from the same flock. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, they they get teared down but then they hype themselves back up and yep. they're like, no, we still need to save the world.
0: Yep. And at this point they still think that um that Nick is dead and Yeah, they gotta do it yeah. for Nick. <laughs> And and Zach Galifianakis reveals the three hamster ball car, like the Mm -hmm. really fast vehicle that the rodents take out onto the actual like city roads and have
1: a chase with the FBI. Oh my God. The scene was so like, this is where in the movie I started not paying attention (laughs) even more Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is so extra. There's like a chase down of these, Fucking guinea pigs in these like mobile <laughs> spheres. They were just causing mass destruction across the city. Mm-hmm. There ended up being this like firework explosion. The cars like flipped over. Like it was just like Excessive, it was but... a lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they they also got to like I don't know the facility where they needed to go to like destroy the um,
0: the. They went to back to Saber's house where they were. Mm-hmm. at in the beginning, because I guess that's where the network was, where everything yeah. was going down, and they have the the little PDA from their first mission uh, was infected with some sort of virus when they got the information the first time, so they were just, the thought was to take that little PDA and plug it back into the system and then infect the system to destroy the to stop whatever was about to happen
1: yeah so they essentially they they go through this like you know series of like obstacles and like you Mm -hmm. know fight scenes and all this stuff to to get to where they need to be to plug in that chip um and um essentially like hurry hurley's there too and he's just told to like stay behind and like don't mess anything up and of course he goes and he fucks something up and mm-hmm. then like everybody's disappointed in him and um you know now they're like oh god damn it we now we got to kind of clean up this mess and um then eventually we get to the biggest plot twist of oh, yeah. the movie oh my god i wrote in caps because i was i was shook i was not expecting to see this coming
0: yeah, so uh, Darwin, he is separated from everybody else at, at some point. Like, you know, debris gets in the way and he's like, I gotta finish the mission. So he goes on and gets to, like, the central hub where we find Nick sitting there <laughs> controlling everything.
1: He was the bad guy the whole time. Plot twist.
0: Hello, Darwin.
1: Yeah, I was not expecting that. Like, we knew Nick was going to come back, but again, we were more so thinking that he was going to come back to save the day, not come back to be the villain. And I was like, oh, I love it. This is such a good look for Nick. This is Nick's, like, niche area. Mm -hmm. He's the bad guy. Love seeing him thrive in his environment. (laughs) Yes. And uh, he goes off on his little
0: reasoning as to why he is doing this, because as a mole, you know, everybody wants to exterminate him, not take care of him like a pet. And so mm-hmm. he, his goal is to essentially exterminate the humans. So all of the chips that he created were starting to get activated and starting to become unruly. So all the appliances that Saber released with this chip in it become... Sentient almost, and like start attacking people. Mm-hmm. Nick basically becomes like the the brain of this giant robot <laughs> that like Ugh. is huge and starts attacking like the people outside, including Will Arnett and Zach Galifianakis and everybody. And Darwin kind of talks Nick down. By saying, like, we're your family. Not your dad that told you to destroy everybody, but we're your family. And then Nick's like, oh my god, what am I doing? And then he tries to stop it. And he can't, because it's sorry. like... It was, like, like, instant, like,
1: regret. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, yeah. wait, yeah, you're right, I fucked up. After so much planning and, like, careful, like, execution of my plan, you're right, all he needed to tell me was that you're my family, and then that really, you know, mm-hmm. hit a switch in my head that, let me know I'm fucking up. Like, like oh, God, that was yep. too quick. Yep. Way Changed too quick. He's mine too easily.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, all of a sudden is not a bad guy anymore, and... Uh, Darwin puts the PDA in, which immediately starts working, and all the electronics kind of, like, stop doing what they were doing, and the day is saved. No, no, this is all my fault.
1: Yeah, and then essentially Hurley was involved at some point where he, like, helped them get to the point where they needed to um, save the- Yeah, he barely helped. (laughs) He just helped- Darwin get back to where Nick was Yeah, exactly. he like, helped. A- yeah, it, it was an assist, pretty yeah. much. Um, so, and then he's, like, on the ground, everyone thinks he's fucking dead, and then there's this, like, sappy moment, like, oh, I know I was treating you like shit this whole time, but just know that you're my family, and then, you know, then he wakes up, because he smells cake, and he's a little fatty, mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> um, then he's like, oh, wow, I'm part of family too, and then he finally feels accepted, and loved by everybody and so yeah the the day is saved and then we kind of flash forward to like a, a message from the the new director of the fbi or whatever <laughs> the fuck their agency they they are and then mm-hmm. they're like thanking the g-force for all of the work that they did and giving them little special agent pins yeah. And then it also shows um, what Nick has been up to, and essentially he is de-chipping each one of the coffee makers um, as his kind of like, I guess, punishment for mm-hmm. doing bad. And then he's like, oh boy, I hope I can go back and join the team one day. Oh my god, that was such a good
0: voice. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Yeah, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Watch out, Nick, I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh shit. That was really good. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And then um and then essentially they uh it wraps up and everybody's happy and, you know, happy ending. Mm-hmm. Movies over. There's a dance party. So. Yeah. Oh, well, and
0: and the G Force recruits some new um oh, agents. Yeah. They they just go to the pet store and buy uh Bucky and the mice that were also there. But yeah, there's a big old dance party at
1: the end and that was the end of the fucking movie. Um kind of glad
0: it was over. Yeah. But
1: yeah, me too. Um, Nick really made it. Nick Nick did make it better. I'm I'm so glad that his character was in it because everybody else was boring. Yep. Um he was the only one with flair. Um <laughs> per usual. But yeah, that was only the second oops. That was only the second animated uh movie that we had to watch or Second voice ant voice acting movie that we've had to watch with Nick, with the first one being the Ant Bully. But there's definitely going to be more to come. because well, he's starting and, yeah. to. And there was the Christmas Carol
0: movie, but that was oh yeah,
1: like that was a different kind of animation, and he was
0: barely
1: <laughs> in it. <laughs> right, that was one where uh, <laughs> that was rough watching because we had like <laughs> two seconds of Nick on the screen. <laughs> um, but but yeah, yeah so. Um, And, uh, like, kind of stuff that we talked about earlier, like, when we were looking through the trivia, really the only interesting trivia that was in this was the fact that he was acting again with other actors that Mm -hmm. we've seen him in other movies with. So there wasn't really anything beyond that that caught our eye for special information. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, but, like, eh.
0: I mean, the animated movies are kind of hit or miss yeah. on the
1: trivia anyways, usually there's nothing good. Exactly. Can't can't expect a lot. But I don't know. Are, are we at the point where we should rank this bitch?
0: I think so. I forgot to open it up, so I'm currently on my way there.
1: Oh, whoa! Oh, no! oh my god. Oh god I'm it. gonna look I feel like for at least I know Christmas Carol ranked low because again Nick was hardly in it. And we had to just judge it off the movie. Not it was really not Nick.
0: a good movie either. Like, it was and just yeah, really it was bad. Not,
1: it was not good. Um, and then I think the ant bully we kind of liked because there was more of a, like, learning component to it. True. And so we're like, yeah, that was cool because it was about bugs. And we're like, yeah, we like bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, But I feel like this one would rank lower than the Ant Bully because I didn't like the concept of the movie at all. But I did like Nick's character better in this movie than I liked the movie as a whole. So, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I was going to say the same thing. It's like, I liked the Ant Bully more as a movie, but I liked Nick's character in G-Force more than his character in the Ant Bully.
1: The funny thing is, we're so inconsistent with how we rank these movies. (laughs) Because sometimes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes we break it off of just whatever we're feeling. We never have bad. that central component we go back to. So mm-hmm. should we just put it under the ant bully then? Yeah. Above Lord of War. All right. Yep. So that would make it number um, 31 out of 56. Or, or is it 55? 55. 55. Okay. Yeah, so again, very mid. <laughs> our our mid-movies just keep growing. Yeah. Growing and growing. Um, where did we rank Peggy Sue? Oh, Peggy Sue Got Married is number 19 on our list, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was
1: his voice. It was his voice, I think. Yeah, exactly. And his <laughs> That's his what wang. we that off of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't have that kind of range. All right, so what are, what are we watching next?
0: So our next movie is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Mm. Um, I don't really know anything about this, but it came out in 2009. It's rated R. It's about two hours and two minutes long. Mm. It's a crime drama But with a name like Bad Lieutenant, it makes me think of, like, Bad Santa or something like that, like it's supposed to be a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see. So the little one-sentence tagline here. Terrence McDonough is a drug and gambling adult detective in post-Katrina New Orleans investigating the killing of five Senegalese immigrants.
1: Hmm. Yeah, You know what that sentence reminds me of, of a similar movie that we watched of Nick. It was like Snake Eyes or something, where wasn't he like a bad cop or something that was involved in the like throwing of a boxing match? This yeah. is what I'm thinking of. He was
0: a crooked, he was a crooked cop who gambled, yeah. um, but they definitely were like
1: fixed matches that he participated in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of giving me the same vibes for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I guess we we've seen this this character before. But who knows? It, it does have six point six stars. Oh so. so,
0: no! So wow. great.
1: That's like a D plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What, I wonder what Snake Eyes had. Snake Eyes had six point one. So ooh, maybe it's better. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, but yeah, he's definitely yeah. gonna have like. A troubled past or he's gonna be a complex <laughs> character of some sort oh gosh oh Nick is always complex we that's what we love about him he's 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 got depth <laughs> huh, I'm out of here uh, all I know is that I'm glad we're not guinea watch this movie again
0: <laughs> nasty stuff This is Erin just dropping in to let you know that we have started a Patreon. We have a $5 membership request. That's all all we're asking for is $5 to help us with the production costs, um, the streaming fees, and all that fun jazz. But our first episode that we have out for you guys to listen to is us reviewing Nick's Saturday Night Live appearances. He hosted once and he did a cameo as well, so we talk about that and we talk about the skits and sketches and all that fun stuff. Um, We will have more coming in the future. We are actively seeking ideas. Um, We're kind of working on his TV appearances because our main podcast only will cover the movie appearances that he's in, but we're doing a few things. We've got some other ideas. Uh, we'll kind of see where it goes. But if you are a Patreon member for our show, you have the freedom to offer suggestions for future bonus episodes. Because we want to make things that you actually want to hear. So come find us on Patreon. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Cage Queens Podcast. There's a link to our movie ranking that you can check out at any time. Uh, We'll update it on the day of release for new episodes so you can see where that movie ranks on our list and you can go back and reference to see basically how poorly we've ranked everything. It's all subjective, but go ahead and criticize us for it. Honestly, we don't care. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say. So find us on Patreon at Cage Queen's Podcast.
1: Well, this is all we have. I'm sorry.